Hey everybody, it's Sean Sewell with the Engearment.com podcast. In this episode, it's a really lively and very fun discussion with Scott Yorko and Ryan Irvin. And the recording kind of all, is all over the place. I had three systems fail during the podcast because we we're having so much fun. You can probably hear the dogs in the background chewing on bones. And it's a lot of fun. So I'm going to do my best to compile the audio from the video and from the broadcaster and from other sources and make this seamless as possible. But what you're going to get out of this podcast episode is just how these awesome articles are written by real journalists and photographers traveling the world on adventures and misadventures. So please enjoy this episode of the Engearment.com podcast. Early, because I was like, it was really, I was awake early because I was freezing and you guys were going out. I was like, I got to move. Can and I you like in? threw on some universal crampons and some Nike boots. Yeah. <laughs> Pawed your way up some ice. And I remember Lily just shaking uncontrollably because yeah. it was so freezing cold. Well, poor Lily, but poor me. I had never ice climbed before. And you had me I clean. I made you dismantle the V-thread. A, a V-thread and Nike snowboard boots in a whiteout. The whole, the V-thread kept filling in with snow. But it was was an awesome experience and a start to many other misadventures. <laughs> yes, misadventures. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so fun. What a cool way to meet and just suffer together. Yeah. And just bond. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so then after I was in Portland for a bit, I, I got a job at Transworld Snowboarding and moved down to San Diego, which was a lot of office time and beach time in the summer making the magazines. But once they're out the door in the fall, mm -hmm. then we usually travel for most of the winter, going to events and trips and stuff for stories or otherwise and uh ryan i don't know what kind of flexibility he had in the schedule at the time but i, I just kept i think that was like the second like the first or second year i started doing christmas lights oh, so i'd work yeah. for 10 weeks and be super free so scott would just yeah. call me and be like i'm landing like, here hey can meet me in jackson and then we can shred here for a week and and cover this powerboard test and then drive to utah together i'll just pay for the gas and food and he just chauffeured me around a lot of the mountains for weeks on end. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. photos of some stories I was writing. So you are the photographer then? Yeah, I, I'd say I'm like, I've always been on the fringe of making it. It's it's mm -hmm. a hobby. We've had some good breaks. Yeah, I always have my camera with me. So it's like fun that. stuff, yeah. What kind of camera are you using? Um, right now I have a Sony uh, A7R3, nice. um, which I really like, yeah. Sony system's pretty great. I've been on their bodies for a while. And originally I had like an X7 and I was attracted to that because it was so small. And mm -hmm. shortly over, or I guess over time, I've gotten bigger and bigger, but it's still smaller than most of the DSLRs. So yeah. the mirrorless trend is pretty sweet. So, oh, for sure. Especially have, for what we do. So I totally agree. And Sony's just looks so good. Yeah. So. The, the colors are always really nice and the lens selection's finally, you know, big enough that you mm -hmm. can get everything you want really. So. That's cool. I have a lot to learn about photography, but I recently just got the the G9, got the Leica lens on it. Nice. And I got the new firmware, and it's just like 422, 10-bit, over-my-head stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I suck, but I enjoy taking <laughs> photographs. That's all it takes, man. Yeah. just an eye, and I mean, you can get, just like with audio or video or anything, you can get involved in tech, but mm -hmm. if you have an eye and a, you know, basically motivation, you can make compelling photographs you know I that's all it, you need for sure yeah are you taking a camera on the hut trip i think so yeah i i flew out with uh my 2470 and my body and 
yeah, so we'll, we'll shoot some stuff for sure. Sweet. So. Looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, thanks. I need a new headshot. So, well, there's a guy right there. Go in, and, in a smoky lodge somewhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sauna with your new friends. Yeah. <laughs> the polar star. Oh, well, that's great. So, um, so you guys go back to 2012 or so, Oregon. Um, what brought you over to Transworld from Oregon? Well, I was working at Outside Magazine a year or so before then, and I was an intern for a while and then mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of hired on temporarily, uh, but I knew there was an end date. So I was always searching for other jobs out there, and Transworld was actually the first magazine to which I ever subscribed when I was in second grade. Oh, how cool. Yeah, super cool. So I was chatting with them about jobs that never really came to fruition, and then I went to New York uh, to work for Men's Journal for a little bit after outside and got out of there pretty quick and went freelance and ended up in Portland for a bit and then got a call from Transworld that they were looking for someone to fill their gear editor job. But I didn't just want to do gear. I wanted to work on features and kind of help redesign some of the magazines. So I was a, went down there as a gear editor and associate editor and um, yeah, did a year and a half there and pretty proud of what we produced uh, on a pretty small team mm-hmm. and um, made some awesome stories, some awesome gear coverage. And now, unfortunately, Transworld's no more, but I was uh, yeah. thankful for my time there. You know, you're a legend. When I, my first SIA show, at least a third of the vendors I went to snowboard wise, like, do you know Scott Yorko? I'm like, no, I don't know Scott Yorko yet. Who's this Scott Yorko? Why would they say that? Cause you're the badass. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you're very respected at this the snowboard Dude, review. It smells like farts. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try yeah. to sleep on your couch and rummage through your yeah. pantry. <laughs> like, yeah. He keeps asking to crash on my floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, well, speaking of mutual friends, Raphael Peace just dropped a line. I think he's in town. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't caught up with him in a while. I know it's hard to, he's been on Chile. That's a part of it, yeah. That's, that's a yeah. big part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going back and forth in the inreaches together or something. And far out, it seems yeah, like. Very far out. Yeah, I think we were talking about that on our last um, tour, right? He dropped me a line. Asking He's, for weather beta in the yeah, middle of the night? Yeah, middle of the night. <laughs> what is the wind speed in miles per hour and uh, Fahrenheit temperature for this elevation at this location? And uh, felt pretty privileged to be able to provide it for him. Cool. I'm going to put your number in my inReach for this weekend. You should. You should. <laughs> I'm pretty responsive. <laughs> Is it going to be nice today? Should we go for it? Yeah. Uh, I'll be happy to help. Well, that's really great. So then, yeah, Transworld, bummer about not being around. Um, then from there, did you transition over to um, Backpacker? Yeah. I, uh, towards the end of the second volume that I worked on at the Transworld, the winter was coming and was uh, deciding if I was going to go somewhere for the winter or what my travels were going to look like. And then uh, I was contacted by Backpacker Magazine to go be the gear and associate editor there, here or here in Boulder. Mm-hmm. So I uh, changed course and, and moved to Boulder almost four years ago to the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did that job for a year, and but freelancing is really where my heart is. So um, went back to freelance but stayed in Boulder, and I'm finding more and more reasons that I love it. That's awesome. Well, and looking at your website, scottyorgo.com, you have a lot of really cool stories, man. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's, it's really impressive. I mean, a lot of those pictures, including the homepage photos from Ryan when we were in a, um, <laughs> oh, we were in a train baggage. station in, in Switzerland somewhere, just with way too many bags, mostly a duffel bag full of dehydrated food 
because we're in dirt bags. Oh, that was yeah. after you fed me uh, the Colombian, uh, the the sleeping medicine. Oh and then my, yeah, uh, we, so Ryan wouldn't recline, so, so I had to sleep on your shoulder. Yeah, and, this is Ryan's first trip to Europe, really anywhere out of the country besides Canada. Yeah. Uh, and we went to Chamonix two or three years ago. That was two yeah. two years ago, and uh, yeah, we just committed in July and, and booked it, um, and happened to go there on one of the best snow years ever. So, uh, but it was quite the haul to get out there. We missed our flight and had to fly from Denver to San Fran and then San Fran to Zurich, maybe, or Paris. But uh, I, I had these over-the-counter sleeping pills from Columbia that we both took right as we got on the flight. And then Ryan's in the middle seat and quickly realizes his seat is broken and won't recline. So there's like a nine, 12 hour flight. Yeah. Erect if and I had sedated. And he's like, I just got to put my head on your shoulder. I was like, All right, man, whatever. And he just, if it weren't for the sleeping pills, I would have just like chugged coffee and watched TV the whole time or something. But yeah, then we ended up landing in Zurich and we had like a good three hours of hauling all this luggage around between what it was like two different trains at least two different two buses, buses and then yeah. we walk up this big ass hill in the snow to our, our friend's house that we met on the Pika glacier in alaska <laughs> little switzerland we met four yeah. swiss people it's yeah. pretty ironic but wow. anyway yeah so that photo was from that trip that was definitely yeah, awesome what, look at the creativity you, <laughs> yeah you brought through while in your sedated <laughs> state it's a great shot yeah. <laughs> i was like what a great story behind that picture too yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'll put a link to that in the show notes so everybody can get an idea of what we're looking at right now. Unfortunately, when you travel around with a gear tester, you know, um, yeah, you don't cut a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, I'm, um, I do run through a lot of gear, which is awesome. And, yeah. and Ryan's been a great gear tester over the years for like the magazines I'm working for when I'm just a gear editor. But I'm also a minimalist and I don't like to have a lot of stuff all the time. So that's a constant battle. Yeah, that's a conundrum for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get so much stuff. I can't imagine. I, I get a lot of stuff to review. I can't imagine how much stuff comes your way. Not, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we can always change that if you want. Um, so you've been enjoying freelancing. I mean, you have stuff for Red Bulletin, uh, Backpacker, New York Times. Yeah, they had a little essay there last year. Wow. And um, you were over in Chamonix, right? Yeah, so that was that Euro trip that um, Ryan and I went on. We eventually moseyed through Switzerland and ended up in Chamonix for about five weeks. And wow. um, yeah, I'd been there several times before and was really, I've always been really drawn to the steeps and the exposed lines and the culture there as well. Mm -hmm. But I'd never really spent more than a week there. So that was really the goal to spend, you know, to, to get in it and really kind of got in with the people and you know, walked down the street there and recognize everybody and it's really great to be uh, kind of connected with the pulse of what's happening and what everyone's skiing and what the weather's doing mm -hmm. and also who the people are we I uh, got three feature stories out of that trip and Ryan took photos for two of them and yeah. uh, we I mean we had no real expectations coming into it and it was like literally hit the ground start to meet people figure out what was interesting you know so it was mm -hmm. kind of fun to like see the process of Scott's way of thinking and kind of like getting to know people and following a beat and being like, okay, there's a story here. Like, yeah. let's, let's dig into this. Let's document it well. And, you know, ski some pow too. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't all just meet up for a photo shoot. I mean, a lot of this was following these, 
these local chamonyards for uh, on really steep lines, really exposed areas, and and they're putting up first descents like on on our tours together, and so it was really run and gun to say the least, but yeah. awesome to be front row seat there and to have the trust of these guys to to let us tag along. Yeah. That, that's incredible. I, I've read most of uh, both the stories and they, they read like you're there, like you're experiencing their, their yeah, all the so stuff. We yeah. yeah, well you were there, but like the reader, like, yeah, I feel yeah. like immersed with it too. Yeah, well, when you have the time, rather than a, an hour long phone call or meeting up for coffee, when you have the time to get beers with these guys and, and see their childhood homes and meet their parents and and have lunch with them and see them in the morning and uh you get to you get that feeling and it's easier to convey for sure oh that's that's wonderful uh and that so the, the tof one is in powder magazine yeah Toph henry um and he, one of his main snowboard buddies is dudes charlet who people really don't know about much here and his brother babs a little more famous from like the 90 something olympics in nagano mm-hmm. but uh i mean He's guiding all of the, all of the big, big time skiers and snowboarders who come through town. And this guy is—he's goofy. He sounds like Roger Rabbit, just <laughs> bellowing down the slope. And he's pulling three sixties above super exposed seracs on the north face of the Aggie Dimity. And it was—it was a trip to be with these guys that are such legends. There, you know, seven, eight generations of of Charlet mountain guide history but he's more he's mostly well known in the valley wow oh that's so cool and i'll, I'll have links to each of these stories too well they're all actually on your website i'll just link to your website that'd be, be the easiest yeah so everybody can get a feel for this oh, that's incredible well you two have a great bond i've been just watching us talk about the adventures and misadventures and like how the stories develop and it's really cool to see like journalist photographer adventure combination I think uh, the most important aspect too is the dirt bag. You know, Very much. Because we have had some <laughs> some nights that were not so glamorous for sure. And we've also had some pretty lucky breaks here and there. Yeah, it is funny, you know, every now and then we'll get we'll get a break and some tourist board will will put us up in a like a super condo that is like the model that they use to to try to sell units and we each have our own sauna and our own bathroom with bathrobes and a huge kitchen and spread. 120 neck. euro raclette dinner and yeah, VA. Yeah. And but then the next night we're sleeping we're, in a construction yeah, zone yeah, we slept in, <laughs> in a house that's under construction with dust everywhere on top of plastic and eating microwave. Oh, mac and beans, <laughs> mac and beans, chili mac. We ended up calling it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think it's the flexibility that honestly, I mean, makes such a good traveler and, travel companion and you know ski companion so yeah you got to be down for both for sure oh yeah it's really cool to see you know as an outsider looking in i never understood like what is behind the scenes of that so it's really refreshing to hear what it was for you guys as real people living it up and also not living it up but dirtbagging it up well we just go for it because we know we're going to have a good time either way yeah and then if a rad story comes out of it cool but it usually the rad story usually doesn't come unless you go for it for sure. You're not going to stumble upon something unless you're doing something interesting. Yeah, fully commit. Well, so what's next for you after this hut trip this weekend? You're going to come back and you're going to Japan? Yeah, I, I mosey my way over to Japan next week. Wow. Uh, I'm going with a childhood best friend who just had twins and hasn't skied much in a while or slept much in a while. So yeah, uh, Japan's having kind of a low tide year, but 
there's still time for things to turn on and um, yeah, looking to shred POW and explore some new areas. That's wonderful. This is not your first time to Japan, right? No, it's my second. I've been to the North Island in Niseko, but uh, this is much more of a wing it trip. Cool. With, With no a friend. Yeah. I love it. That's yeah. so great. Well, speaking yeah. of family, um, we had a niece born last night. And after this oh. interview, we're heading over to go meet her. It's our fourth niece. Oh, congrats. Thank you so nice. much. I'm really stoked. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like you, I'm always trying to help out my friends who have uh, kids and just get them to recreate and recharge. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. to. You have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I guess that's what I'm doing. Yeah. You're enabling some good behavior. It's good. Uh-huh. Um, anything after Japan? Do you got anything you're set your sights on or anything? Yeah, it's, it feels a little early to talk about it, but I'm going to be going straight from there to Saudi Arabia for a story that I'm still working out the details of. And Wow. It's a... It's a it's a, it's a spicy, well, it's not even that spicy, but it's a, it's a relevant time to be going to Saudi Arabia as a, mm-hmm. and um, looking forward to checking that out. It's going to be a weird, interesting experience that I can't talk too much about yet, Fair but enough. it won't be snowboarding. Um, <laughs> however, I will have my gear with me and then might try to fly to Canada and meet up with Ryan after that and do another British Columbia redemption trip. <laughs> redemption. The yeah. first one goes sideways. Uh, not for him. No, it's great for me. But. Yeah. Uh, I, I drove up to Bozeman to meet uh, Scott and Steph right after the Bozeman ice festival, right on the tail end of my Christmas light season. And I don't know how many people know about um, Christmas lighting, but we work a 10 week long season, six days a week, um, 12 to 18 hour days. So it's pretty draining. You kind of need like a week of decompression. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just trying to yeah, fit in some, <laughs> some fun afterwards. And Bozeman was great. We skied some pal there up, up by you big drove sky through the night to get there directly after this 10 week hell, hell session. And yeah, we were fine there. And then we drove up to golden and we skied one day at kicking horse. And I was like in backcountry gear too. So I was like, you know, probably not wearing the right clothes. It was freezing cold and windy and I got deathly sick and ended up on the couch for five days, barely, barely even like able to sit up. So, um, yeah, and that was a, a buddy that I hadn't really talked to since eighth grade lacrosse camp that I hit up on Facebook and said, Hey, we're coming up. And he was a patroller at kicking horse. So he let us stay super hospitable, John Caddy. Um, and he let us crash indefinitely but we left this deathly sick coughing <laughs> disgusting mucus wad on his couch and i felt pretty bad about it yeah i felt pretty bad too <laughs> yeah more ways than one <laughs> so yeah we had plans to go check out revelstoke and and um some more areas in nelson but we just had to book it home and get ryan incubating and yeah. some sort of disinfected warmth i think that's the most gear we ever fit into this Mastro van too oh yeah what's it called Mastro van it was just my old astro van yeah. um yeah another chauffeuring thing pick me up in montana and drive me to canada but i remember just being splayed out like covered in gear basically with lily on my lap just overheating like in the back of the van while scott like brought the <laughs> the um chariot back home yeah. And I believe I hit a, uh, a railroad track and sent you up into the roof at one point. <laughs> Jesus! Jesus! Just half asleep, <laughs> smacked the top of the van. Yeah. Thought I was going to die. Yeah. You guys are hilarious. Calling out my Lord and Savior. <laughs> Calling out the Lord and Savior. Anyway. 
you guys are really good partners. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. really fun to see this. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. I, that'd be rough being sick and launched <laughs> off of train tracks. Into well, especially they had to like, basically like corral their uh, emotions in, you know, five minutes before walking into the house oh, every yeah, day. Cause we were scoring. Cause it, it was, was such good power. I mean, it was our time. first time up there and yeah, the day that I got sick, you know, we were skiing kicking horse and we're like, Oh, this place is unreal, but they hadn't gotten snow for the longest time is all bumped out and still just amazing. And then after that, it just opened up and they were skiing pow every day. And the things about Canadians, man, they're so friendly. Like mm -hmm. they will show you their secret spots and they'll let you drop first. Yeah. Like, that was the unreal with the most badass guys at the resort who are on, found who all were the on posters on the bar. <laughs> and we'd be standing at the top of a line after a rope drop. And they're like, well, well, you're the guest. Go for it. Please be my guest. Go first. So oh, yeah, they, nice. they, they would come back from their day and be like, oh yeah, it, it was all right, but yeah. I knew better. <laughs> I knew better. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. I've only been in Canada once. I got arrested going into it and, um, but they were very nice about it, you know? Yeah. So did they let you in. They did. Oh. Yeah. They apologized. Um, <laughs> so sorry to arrest you. Like I, I messed up, but, um, yeah, Canadians very friendly. Can we hear Definitely. about what happened? Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. I was 19 and I was, uh, we went to go tour with fish and, um, yes. weed was just decriminalized in BC. So we want to go to BC because you know, we're dirt bags. We're driving up there. I got 78 Nova. It's like green tinted windows, you know, chrome molly wheels. I've got no muscle. I lost it in Wyoming somewhere camping, just smoke coming out the back and we're all long hair, and I, <laughs> like piercings and stuff. And, um, it's hard to picture, but it is what it is. And, uh, I had, um, Two licenses. One was a fake ID because I was 19, oh, of course. And, what um, year was this? Oh, it was like 98. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're listening to like James Brown live tapes and stuff on the way up there. Just getting real funky. <laughs> it was a, it was a good time. And we, we go in and we're pretty high profile. We're two, two cars full of stoners that just came from the gorge, seen a fish show. Uh -huh. Still, you know, I don't know what we were on, probably mushrooms, whatever. And we drive into Canada and uh, they pull us over. And I had two IDs and they're like, you know, why do you have two IDs? I'm like, well, so I can buy beer. They're like, the drinking age here is 19. Well, I'm like, we'll just keep the fake ID. But it's illegal to have two IDs. Oh. Yeah. So, lesson learned. Oh, yeah. they, they let you Hide in. it behind your punch cards the next time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't put them both in the clear seat there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but BC's beautiful. Yeah, we went outside of Whistler and camped up there. and it's, Everybody's super friendly up there. Yeah. Good stuff. It's not a rumor. No, it's fact for sure. Um, in fact, the, the bailiff was super attractive and she gave me this, uh, lizard with a Canadian flag pin in the tail. She's like, don't think lesser of us, eh? Oh, <laughs> I have it on my desk somewhere. I'll pull oh, it out in a second. I want to see it. It's my little souvenir of awesomeness of Canada. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> but, uh, adventure, right? Yeah, man. yeah well, that's good stuff. Well, gentlemen, I don't want to cut this short, um, but I know you have a uh, packing to do for a hut trip and I've got to go, uh, Hug a little niece is like 24 hours old now. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. She don't want to blow that. She'll hate you forever. She, yeah. Quick memory. <laughs> it's more my wife. I have to uh, show up on time for. Okay. But, um, hot dog, hot dog. Yeah. Hot dog. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you how that came about. Um, so our first trip to Costco, she tried to bring all the, all the food and stuff in a one trip. And I was like, what are you doing? Like showboating? Like you're hot dogging. She's like, what? Hot dogging. And so she told the story to her, her friends and then it, the name stuck. And now her Costco card says hot dog Sewell. Oh, no what? way. Oh, you can do that? You could totally do that. I mean, her ringer on here is uh, hot dog Sewell 
where is she? There's your yeah, hot dog Sewell. So she's not. It's not just your pet name. It's she's, it's she's the world. It. Yeah. yeah, she's hot dog from here on out. She's a hot dog from here on out. Oh, that's awesome. Gentlemen, I love to do a part two on this because we are just barely scratching the surface on the awesomeness of your adventures and misadventures, as you state. So we need to do this again. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, now that we know that you don't live in an uh, MRI. MRI center. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do not live in an MRI clinic down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Is Sean here? Is Sean here? He was once. Um <laughs> No, we live in this beautiful treehouse, and you guys are always welcome, and um, couches are always open for you guys, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, this is Scott Yorko and Ryan Irvin. They are heading out to do an awesome hut trip, and then uh, Scott's off to Japan. I'm going to have links to Scott Yorko's website on this podcast notes and uh, further. Ryan's got a website. Yeah, I got a website, too. You got a website? Yeah. yeah. Let's get yeah, that we'll in there. we'll throw that in there, too. We didn't get it last year. <laughs> Dude, these magazines are want to look at your photos. <laughs> Better get your website back up. What is your website, Ryan? It's Ryan Irvin Photo. I-R-V-I-N. Well, that makes it easy. Yeah. Simple enough. Boom. Got it. Nice site. Nice logo, too. Thanks, man. That's really sweet. Mount Hood. Mount Hood. Well, back to the origination story. Yeah. I love it. All right, gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, have a wonderful time this weekend. I look forward to hearing about stories and getting some turns in this season with you and hopefully not losing cameras in the process. We can document the awesomeness with you and Lily. Yeah. So a lot of fun ahead. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. A pleasure. Thanks, Sean. And listeners. Oh, anytime. That's Kusa tea plugging Jim's tea there. Oh yeah. He's up in Boulder too. Well, gentlemen, thanks for everything. And listeners, thanks for checking it out. As always, love you for listening and take care.